Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. All right, Liz Wheeler Show, episode 442, take one. All right, we have a lot to talk about on the show today. We are, of course, going to talk about the horrific war that's happening in Israel. Palestinian terrorists are waging the single deadliest assault against Jews since World War II. In Israel right now, we're going to talk about Iran's role in funding the Palestinian terrorists and authorizing this attack. We're going to talk about who's to blame here in the United States. And when I say who's to blame, I mean Joe Biden. Joe Biden played an enormous role in this. And because Joe Biden is a doddering idiot, there are going to be a lot of people who are willing to give him a pass and who downplay the enormity of the role that he played in the terrorist attacks in Israel. And we are not going to let that happen. Because if there is one person in the United States who is the most to blame, it is Joe Biden and his dangerous actions. We're going to talk about all of that. We are also going to talk about Hillary Clinton commenting, (laughs) saying that Supporters of Donald Trump need to undergo a formal deprogramming, a formal cult deprogramming. What exactly does this mean? This sounds pretty bad. This sounds similar to what the Chinese Communist Party does to any dissenters um, of communism. We're going to show you that video. We're going to talk about that. Also, it's uh, Columbus Day today. So happy Columbus Day. Any leftists who are watching this show, Perhaps you're triggered. That makes our Columbus Day happier. We're going to talk a little bit later today. We are going to debunk the four myths that the left propagates about Columbus Day. Of course, those myths include the fact that, oh, Christopher Columbus committed genocide. He was an imperialist. He propagated slavery in the new world, the like which had never been seen, and that he was a man of bad character. We are going to bring the facts, the historical facts on all of those and debunk the left's narratives. So without further ado, let's talk about the war in Israel. The images that have come out of Israel in the past 48 to 72 hours are absolutely gut-wrenching. They're some of the most horrific images that I've ever seen. Israel is formally at war for the first time officially in 50 years since the Yom Kippur War. The casualties that Israel is experiencing right now are the level of 9-11 if you calculate it per capita, the number of people that are hurt or killed in Israel compared to the total population. If if you do that comparison to the amount of people who were killed and injured on 9-11 compared to our population in the United States, it is a worse terror attack that is being waged against the state of Israel. The One of the most interesting parts, and I don't say interesting in the sense that this is positive, but one of the most troubling parts is the massive intelligence failure that had to have happened for the Palestinian terrorists to be able to launch this attack. This attack happened because Palestinian terrorists drove across the border and infiltrated towns, not just border towns, but went deep into Israel. um, And they did this undetected. They, They were paragliding into the music festival. Again, undetected. This all happened. Israel was caught off guard which is odd because Israel's intelligence is almost next to none in the world. There's an argument, you could make the argument that Israel's intelligence services are superior to even British intelligence or US intelligence. I know there's some pushback on that, but they have world-class intelligence and they are always on alert. There's not a, there's, 
at least until now, hasn't been uh, complacency among the Israeli people or the Israeli government when it comes to acknowledging the existential threat that they face. This is, this is their way of life, this existential threat. But they didn't dis- discover or detect this um, Palestinian terrorism operation. The Palestinian Authority calls it Operation Al-Aqasa Storm, and it involved killing civilians, taking people hostage, r- brutally raping women in the street, putting children in cages. It's, it's unfathomable evil. Evil and violence happen in all wars, but for one of the first times it, in our history, we are seeing citizen journalism on the ground uploaded to x.com thanks to Elon Musk's new algorithm. It's not just the blue check marks that work at the New York Times and the Washington Post who are allowed to report on a war. Citizen journalists are uploading footage and we are seeing for ourselves the brutal atrocities that are being taken place. So one of the things that I wanna do today, before we get into Iran's role and before we get into Joe Biden's role in enabling or empowering these terror attacks against Israel, I wanna read to you a little bit of this article written by Joel Polak over at the Free Press. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. Because it is one, it's one I've read, I've been doing a lot of reading, as I'm sure you have as well, over the weekend about the this war in Israel. And this is one of the most profound pieces that I've read. So I want to share a little bit with of it with you. This is what he writes. He goes, the title of the piece is Today is Israel's 9-11. The terrorists went house to house. They maimed, they murdered, and they mutilated. Pollock writes, I'm going to describe the images coming out of Israel over the last 12 hours. I don't want to believe any of them are real because they are horrifying. Among the most gruesome scenes of mutilation, murder, and abduction imaginable. But there is now going to be a war between Israel and Hamas, and possibly a broader regional war. Israel will invade Gaza. As we speak, Israelis my age are being called up to war. Some of them are my friends. Within two or three days, the media narrative will change, as it does every time. And the grisly invasion that started the war quickly will be minimized into a half sentence of euphemistic dishonesty in press accounts, quote unquote, an incursion by Gaza-based militants, so that the focus can turn to prosecuting Israel. This is part of why everyone needs to know about the images, the ones you won't see if you turn on MSNBC or the BBC today, because so much of the media and Western foreign policy officialdom do not want to embarrass the Palestinians by showing the sadistic brutality of Hamas. They do not want to undermine the coming effort to pressure Israel to stop fighting. They do not want people to notice the Iranian role in the war and how it is fueled by an appallingly dangerous Biden administration policy towards the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism. So that is why you need to know. When Hamas invaded Israel this morning, 
terrorists streamed across the border in pickup trucks, by motorcycle, on foot, and even on paragliders. Once in Israel, they abducted and murdered Israelis. They shot people in cars and at bus stops. They rounded up women and children into rooms like Einsatzgruppen. Yes, the comparison is appropriate, and machine gunned them. They went house to house to find and murder civilians hiding in their closets, and they dragged the bloody dead bodies of Israelis back into Gaza, where they are now being paraded, beaten, and mutilated in front of exultant crowds. One young woman was murdered and stripped to her underwear, and her corpse was thrown in the back of a pickup truck so it could be paraded around Gaza while young Hamas men beat and mutilated her body. Hamas terrorists attacked a music festival in the desert. Dozens were killed and injured, and many more are missing. Footage shows young Israelis running for their lives. Israeli towns near the Gazan border were turned into scenes reminiscent of ISIS in Syria, with gangs of terrorists riding through the streets in pickup trucks, shooting anything that moved. And then there are the Israelis who have been abducted and taken to Gaza as hostages. How many of them, dead or alive, are there? We don't know, but if the number of appalling videos and heartbreaking social media posts from people looking for missing family members are anything to go by, the figure is without precedent in Israeli history. These images and videos are repulsive, but they must be seen and understood to comprehend what is coming next. The media has already begun to sanitize the atrocity that's happening in Israel. I'm gonna show you a Washington Post headline in just a moment. Joel Pollack is correct. The media has already begun to sanitize the atrocities that are being committed by Palestinian terrorists in Israel. The Washington Post, if we could bring this up on the screen, the Washington Post published this headline. They said, Israel formally declares war against Hamas as hundreds killed on both sides. No mention of a terror attack. No mention of the murder of Israelis by Palestinian terrorists. They act like this is a tit for tat, a wrestling match, a round of boxing. People are hurt on both sides. Like the moral equivalency is the same between Palestinian terrorists raping and beating and mutilating and murdering Israelis, including women and children, and Israel responding in self-defense. That's the same as calling a school shooter the moral equivalent of a father who shoots an intruder who's trying to rape his daughter. It's not the same thing. And yet, in the eyes of the Washington Post, it must be because that's what their headline is, which means that's what they want you to believe. It's not difficult to see who's the good guy and who's the bad guy in the situation. The Palestinian terrorists use children as human shields. They have actively told residents of Gaza not to leave the area because they want the women and children to stand in the way of any retaliatory attacks from Israel so that they can then show the world the grisly images of bloodied women and children and claim moral superiority. That's what the Palestinian terrorists do. Israel, on the other hand, gives medical care even to the people who are trying to kill them and commit a genocide against them. 
It's not difficult to see who are the good guys and who are the bad guys here. Joe Biden claims that he and his administration stand with Israel. This was his statement, if we could bring this up. That the United States stands with Israel. We will not ever fail to have their back. We'll make sure that they have the help their citizens need and they can continue to defend themselves. You know, the world's seen appalling images. Thousands okay, let's pause it right rockets. there. I, just wanna, I wanna focus on the one sentence that he said. He said, I support the state of Israel and we will have Israel's back. But who could possibly take him seriously when an office in his own administration, the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs, sent out the following tweet? They've since deleted this tweet only because of the backlash. But this is what the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs said. We unequivocally condemn the attack of Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that has incurred. We urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solve nothing. So an office in Joe Biden's administration is preemptively condemning Israel for defending themselves against a terror attack, the likes which Israel has certainly not seen in 50 years, maybe ever. So how can Joe Biden claim that he supports Israel and has Israel's back when an office in his administration is condemning Israel? for self-defense and uses a phrase like the loss of life that has incurred, that's a passive way of saying the terrorists murdered Israelis. Hamas thanked Iran. So let's, let's not forget that Joe Biden's policy, foreign policy towards Iran in his own administration and during the Obama-Biden administration played a huge role in enabling this terror attack against is, is against Israel because Biden has given so much money to Iran. Iran's not just a vague state sponsor of terrorism. Iran gives money to Hamas to attack Israel because Iran wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. This is what they have said. And Hamas, in this particular circumstance, these terror attacks, Hamas is thanking Iran for their support in waging these deadly assaults. Take a look at this. I'll read to you what, what he's saying as he's saying this. If you can scroll up a little bit, Shafil, we'll be able to see the, the text of the words. The spokesperson for Hamas says, we thank Iran who provided us with weapons, money, and other equipment. They gave us missiles to destroy Zionist fortresses and helped us with anti-tank missiles. So Hamas is thanking Iran for funding this terror attack Meanwhile, the Biden administration, since they took office, has been trying to rejoin the Iran deal, the JCPOA, the, the disastrous Iran deal that the Obama administration got into us. But, but Biden is trying, Trump took us out of this, this deal because it was horrible. Biden is trying to rejoin this without any preconditions on Iran for these talks while he's loosening sanctions on Iranian officials to travel. And this is his policy. As a result, Iran has begun enriching uranium. Again, they stopped during the Trump administration. They're facing no consequence for enriching uranium. They are trying to pursue a nuclear weapon. Imagine what would happen if Iran got a nuclear weapon when they are sponsoring such atrocious, horrific terror attacks against Israel. America is on trial. Join me, Josh Hammer, as we examine the presidential election through the only lens that truly matters, the legal proceedings of Donald Trump and the Biden crime family. This new daily podcast examines breaking news and analyzes the biggest questions facing the country. Can the former president, Donald Trump, get a fair trial? 
Can Trump be disqualified from the ballot? Can Joe Biden pardon his son, Hunter? Can Trump even pardon himself? We cover all the action every morning. Listen to America on Trial, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Don't think for a second that Iran would not use or allow a terrorist group to use a nuclear weapon against Israel. And Biden is enabling Iran to do this by trying to get back in the nuclear deal. Remember the original nuclear deal. Remember those unmarked planes with pallets of cash, not not US dollars because US dollars can be tracked too easily, but other European currencies. Remember that? We're gonna talk about that in just a second. So then you remember the pallets of cash that Obama and Biden sent to Iran. The quote unquote fact checkers at the time tried to deny that the Obama administration did this because it's so horrific to send a state sponsor of terror pallets of cash and unmarked bills so it couldn't be traced. Was this cash spent on terror activities or was it spent on humanitarian aid? Well, I'll leave you to guess, but Biden was a key part in brokering that original that original Iran deal that the Trump administration got out of because it was a disaster that Biden, now that he is commander in chief, is now trying to get the United States to re-enter. The latest result of that is Biden unfroze $6 billion in cash to give to Iran. And I know I know the arguments, I've read them, I've heard them. The, the Biden administration is claiming that that $6 billion hasn't formally been given to Iran. It is still in a bank account, a secure bank account in Qatar, and therefore that money could not have directly been used to fund the terror attacks against Israel. Do you think we're stupid? Money is fungible. And so this $6 billion, even if it technically goes to something ambiguous or something neutral, even if it goes to school children and humanitarian aid, what do you think that having that $6 billion does? It frees up the money that Iran was going to use for something else so that Iran can then use the money that they already have for terror attacks. That's where you get the phrase, money is fungible. Iran budgets very closely. They know exactly what they have the money to spend on. They know exactly how to launder cash. And the Biden administration was aware of this. So the leader of Iran says in contradiction to the Biden administration's denial that Iran will use this cash for terrorism, the leader of Iran says he knows exactly how he'll use the money. Take a look at this. But what is your expectation of its use? We're told that it's for humanitarian purposes, food and medicine. Do you believe you have the right to use that money in any way that you see fit? This money belongs to the Islamic Republic of Iran, and naturally, we will decide, the Islamic Republic of Iran will decide to to spend it wherever uh, we need it. So if I hear you clearly that it will be used for more than humanitarian purposes, in your view? Humanitarian means whatever the Iranian people need. So this money will be budgeted for those needs. Okay. And the- You can stop the video. The leader of Iran, when challenged about how Iran is going to use the $6 billion in cash that Biden unfroze and gave to Iran, says that they will decide how it's used. Even when asked by, who was that, Lester Holt? Even when asked by Lester Holt, whether the money is going to be going to humanitarian aid, the leader of Iran says, we in Iran will decide how we're going to use that cash. Yes, we know exactly how you're going to use that cash. And the Biden administration does as well. Anthony Blinken uh, acknowledged that money is fungible and acknowledged that because money is fungible, when you give money to Iran, even if it is earmarked for humanitarian aid, it can be used for other things like terrorism. This is Blinken. Take a listen. 
What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened. Iran has, ha, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like, uh, like Hamas. Uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that when there haven't been sanctions. And it's always prioritized that. And again, I come back to the proposition that from these funds have always been under the law, available to Iran to use for humanitarian purposes. So Blinken, Anthony Blinken, understands that money's fungible, and he acknowledges that Iran uses money to fund not only terrorism in general, but to support Hamas attacking Israel specifically. We also have John Kirby saying that, yes, it is possible that Iran is going to use this money that Biden has unfrozen for terrorism. Let's take a listen to John Kirby. You insist the Iranian regime won't touch the $6 billion of Iranian funds being unfrozen. But isn't it true that this frees Tehran up to spend more on other nefarious goals like supporting terrorism and boosting its nuclear program? Well, to the degree that they continue destabilizing activities and, and it's, you know, I, I can't predict what they'll do going forward here, uh, but we already uh, have pressure in place on, on Iran, both through sanctions and through our military presence in the Gulf region. We won't hesitate to take additional actions as we see further destabilizing activity by Iran. But Critics say it frees up other funds for Iran to finance terrorism. The exiled son of Iran's last Shah calling history the best guide. We saw what happened to the money that was released to the Iranian regime under the Obama administration. OK, well, it let's went pause it right there. So we have Anthony Blinken and John Kirby both admitting that money is fungible and that Iran uses money that they get for terrorism, specifically to fund Hamas and Hamas's attacks on Israel. So we have Iran, the Wall Street Journal, by the way, confirmed last night what we all knew to be true, that they, that Iran was an integral part of these terror attacks that Hamas waged on Israel. Iran, there was a meeting that took place between Iranian leaders and Hamas leaders that, that in which, during this meeting, Iranian leaders gave the authorization for this attack to go ahead. This doesn't even take into account the funding or the weaponry or anything else that Iran has contributed to Hamas now or in the past that enabled this attack. So we have a pretty clear picture of Iran's role in this attack. They were an integral part of this. Then we have Joe Biden, who has enabled Iran at every turn by giving them secret pallets of cash, by um, removing inspectors from Iran's nuclear energy. They're trying to create, they're trying to create a nuclear bomb and they're pretending that it's for peaceful purposes. Obviously it's not, they're enriching uranium. Not only did Biden get us into that deal during the Obama administration, he's now trying to rejoin it. And then of course we have reports that when, the, when Biden forced the US to withdraw from Afghanistan, the botched withdrawal that resulted in the death of over a dozen US service members, the US also abandoned an untold number of weapons of war, leaving them in Afghanistan. And there are reports that these weapons are showing up in the hands of Palestinian terrorists. So it's impossible to decouple the attacks that Hamas has waged on, on, on Israel from Iran's role in making that possible and Biden's role in enabling Iran. Impossible. And yet that's why you have the media already beginning to sanitize this violence that's happening um, on, on Israelis, the violence that's being inflicted by Hamas, by Palestinian terrorists on innocent Israelis. And by the way, not just Israelis. There are reports that American citizens have been murdered and that American citizens are among those who have been taken hostage by Hamas. 
Biden's role cannot be cannot be ignored. And it's not just Biden. It's not just stupidity. If you look at the entire left, the entire Democratic Party in the United States, there's a there's a, a growing portion of the Democratic Party who seem to be apologists for Hamas and seem to refuse to want to defend Israel. The squad specifically, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, and Ilhan Omar's responses are abhorrent. We're going to read those in just a second. Rashida Tlaib for multiple days refused to condemn Hamas. She remained silent, did not issue a statement. This is a sitting member of the United States Congress who has espoused support for the anti-Semitic BDS movement, who has um, been both anti-Israel and anti-Semitic in the past. She finally issued a statement Sunday afternoon, and this is what she said. Quote, I grieve the Palestinian and Israeli lives lost yesterday, today, and every day. I am determined as ever to fight for a just future where everyone can live in peace, without fear, and with true freedom, equal rights, and human dignity. The path to that future must include lifting the blockade, ending the occupation, and dismantling the apartheid system that creates the suffocating, dehumanizing conditions that can lead to resistance. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. The failure to recognize the violent reality of living under siege, occupation, and apartheid makes no one safer. No person, no child anywhere should have to suffer or live in fear of violence. We cannot ignore the humanity in each other. As long as our country provides billions in unconditional funding to support the apartheid government, this heartbreaking cycle of violence will continue. So she's essentially saying that Israel's actions, and she's calling them oppressors, she's calling them colonizers, justifies the quote-unquote resistance, which is what she's calling the terrorism, coming from Hamas. This is a U.S. congresswoman. This is not the spokesperson for Hamas. When you, read a, when you read a statement like that, you're like, well, why don't you just go work for the Palestinian terrorists? Because you're spinning on their behalf. We cannot ignore the humanity in each other, she says. And yet she's ignoring those murdered by Palestinian terrorists by refusing to acknowledge them, by blaming Israel. It's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. Then we have AOC's statement. If we could bring that up. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, today is devastating for all those seeking a lasting peace and respect for human rights in Israel and Palestine. I condemn Hamas's attack in the strongest possible terms. No child and family should ever endure this kind of violence and fear. And this violence will not solve the ongoing oppression and occupation in the region. An immediate ceasefire and de-escalation is urgently needed to save lives. At least she condemned the terrorism, but again, she pointed the finger at Israel. She basically said, well, this is what happens when Israel does what Israel does. And she preemptively condemned Israel if they take any action in self-defense. These people are powerful members of the United States government. It is disgusting. Outside of the White House, we have pro-Palestinian terrorist sympathizers who are protesting. If we could bring this up, Shafil. This is element 9A. This is outside the White House. We have pro-Hamas protesters. That voice you hear in the background, the speaker's calling for a revolution. In Times Square, we're seeing something similar. If we could move on to the next one. 
In Times Square, we have pro-terrorist sympathizers. You can see that's a huge crowd of people who are shouting. One of the things they're shouting is resistance is justified when people are occupied. So it's okay to rape women and kill children and kidnap innocent civilians, hold them hostage, murder people if you think that another government is doing something that you don't like. This is the argument from people. This is in our own country, in Times Square. Meanwhile, a group that Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez used to be a member of, the Democrat Socialists of America, posted the following on their x.com account. They posted a message that said, in solidarity with the Palestinian people and their right to resist 75 years of occupation, free Palestine. There's a rally that's being held. This is a, a group that AOC once endorsed. It's not just in the United States. You go to our neighbor in the north, up in Toronto, you have terrorist sympathizers in pickup trucks yelling, Allahu Akbar. This is just in Toronto. So make no mistake, this may seem far away if you are someone who lives in America, but there are people who sympathize with these terrorists in our own backyard. Over a thousand Israelis have been murdered and you hear people cheering one of the most disgusting things. And again, it's why we do have to understand how grisly and how brutal and how atrocious these attacks are because we are facing a media that wants to sanitize the reality because of Biden's role in enriching Iran and Iran's role in empowering and enabling, authorizing and funding Hamas's attack against Israel. And then you have a sizable chunk of the democratic left in our own country who sympathize with the terrorists and are against the Jewish state of Israel. And make no mistake, it is because it's the Jewish state of Israel. There's no other country in the world that the left hates the way that they hate the Jewish state of Israel. And what sets apart Israel is that they are the Jewish state. Here in the United States of America, Hillary Clinton is seeing her comments about a basket of deplorables and raising it, she says that uh, a basket of deplorables need a formal deprogramming. She calls Trump supporters a cult. This is what she said, take a look. Very strong partisans in both parties in the past. Uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. <laughs> and how do you very strong part of Oh, well, what is this something? Something needs to happen, she says. What is this something? A formal deprogramming of these cult members. That reminds me of something. It reminds me of what the communist Chinese do to any citizen that dissents. Hillary Clinton is a scary, scary, very bad woman. Very, very bad woman. All right, today is Columbus Day. As I promised at the beginning of the show, we are going to debunk the four biggest lies that the left tells about Columbus Day. That's coming a little bit later in the day, so make sure you come back to uh, watch and listen to our special 
defending Christopher Columbus. Until then, thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. 